This is the Hog Kong Football Here it is, you are listening to Hong Kong's premier weekly English language local football podcast coming to you from Kowloon, Hong Kong, in a week in which Pegasus continued to shine with a couple of goals from 39, but Zhao Mia's wonder strike steals the headline, and a Christian Vadoc penalty box fall sparks a surprising refereeing call, which I can safely say surprised us all. My name, as always, is James Legg, and I'm joined, as always, by Tobias Dusa. Toby, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Oh, that's early. It is a little early, but this is our last full podcast before Christmas season. Yeah, that's begins right. Begins in earnest. So greetings of the season to you too, listeners. Toby, is there anything that you want to say or should we just get straight to the games? There's nothing I want to say at this point. No festive announcements? Not really. I don't have really a festive season this year. Okay. You're just hanging out in cold, grey Hong Kong. Exactly. Watching football. <laughs> Well, that was what we were doing this weekend. The Sapling Cup happened. And um, let's start with Group A with Yun Long versus Dreams FC. A 1-1 draw at Qingyi Sports Ground on Sunday. It was a cold and windy weekend for all concerned. I think the brilliantly named Everton Camargo was heavily involved again for Yun Long in the first half. He had the shot saved, then got to the byline to cut one back for Walter Jr. after Leung Kwok Wai carelessly gave the ball away in his own third. But Walter Jr., Hit the bar in that case and nil-nil it remained. Dreams did draw a very lovely save from Yun Long's 21-year-old keeper Chan Ka Ho. But in the second half, Walter Jr. put the tangerines ahead. A lovely ball over the top. I, I forget who it was by. Finds the Brazilian just to the right of the penalty spot and he left foot slots it past Segar Wing for 1-0. And in the 79th minute, Dreams sent on Harima Hirakane for Loi Mantik. Hakane only 19, who was on loan from the champions Kichi. And within two minutes, Hirokane had scored an equaliser for Dreams. It was quite a scrappy one. Long ball into the Yunlong box. Attempted cross, deflected into the air, not cleared. Cheng Chin Lung tries a shot into the crowded box, but that hits Fabio and bounces to the far post. Someone else tries a shot, which Yunlong's Thomas Maronese clears off the line. And that clearance goes straight to Hirokane, three yards out, to score the equaliser with his head. So 1-1 it ended. Dreams are now not only top of Group A, but have qualified for the semi-finals of the Sapling Cup. Typo still in second and could take first place off them, but Dreams have definitely got their place in the next round secured. It makes sense for the most sapling of clubs to be the first out of the group in the Sapling Cup, no? Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see Dreams and probably also Typo up there. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the semifinals that might happen somewhere in when? April. Yeah, and they are they are a team with so many young players. Uh, Lam Hin Ting comes to mind. Uh, Chen Chin Lung comes to mind. And Loi Man Tick. Loi Man Tick. And, and in this case, Harima Hirakane, who isn't their player permanently, but did come off the bench to score the equalizer in this game. And I guess on... A Yun Long front, they have bigger things to be worrying about than cup competitions. Their league season isn't going so well. Exactly. They also have to worry about the cold weather. Some of the players actually played with gloves. Did you see? I did not, but it's still not that cold, is it? No, it's not. But it's only not gloves cold. 
Uh, only the some of the dreams foreigners. They were the only ones who played with short sleeves. Mm. They were really badass this weekend. But I also I kind of imagine that maybe dreams only had so many long sleeve shirts to go around. Wow, that's a that's a bold conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that maybe it's not that easy to get your hands on a long sleeve dreams FC jersey. So they probably made this announcement in Cantonese, right? In the dressing room. So everyone who wants a long sleeve shirt, take it now. And then the two foreigners were late. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the one with the conspiracies, do we go? Elsewhere in Group A on Saturday, Lee Man and Eastern played out a nil-nil draw at Hammer Hill Road Sports Ground, where I imagine the excellent cart noodle shop nearby will have been in high demand. That's a good cold day lunch watching football. Anyway, this game was not a thriller. Ho Kwok Chun started in goal for Eastern in place of their usually irremovable number one, Yepung Fai. Ho is definitely no sapling. He's 40 now. Lee Man's still without Geordie. What's going on with him? He's still not recovered from his knock he got at the Asian Cup qualifier game. So Playing for the Hong Kong national team. Right. So I hope he will be back in next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope so. Uh Anyway, Lee Man were without him, and Easton gave a first senior start to 21-year-old Shu Kitamara. What happened in this game? Stefan Pereira hit the post for Lee Man with a free kick, and Easton's Michel Lugo tried the shot from his own half, which went over the bar. In the second half, Easton's star striker Manuel Blader came off the bench for Philip Chan, Chan Siu Kwan. He did have the ball in the net, and quite nicely too, with a bit of control and turn and strike from the edge of the box but he was judged to have handled the ball during that nice control and that goal was not allowed. And that was the closest anyone came to breaking the deadlock in this one, nil-nil, it ended. Easton will not be progressing in the Sapling Cup as they're on one point with only a game left to play. Lehman could still get out of the group if they win their two remaining matches against Yulong and Taipo. We could be set up for a dramatic end of round group stage match between Taipo and Lehman for that semi-final berth in March. Yeah, we could. Looking forward to that one <laughs> in particular. I think it would require Taipo to lose their next Sapling Cup match, which I, I have no guarantees that that'll happen. Right. So the most exciting thing on that afternoon were probably the card noodles, right? The, 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 no the noodles, yeah. Mm. Um, not a great game for anyone concerned. Anyway, to Group B, Kitchi beat RNF at Tsunquano Stadium on Saturday. RNF gave starts to 18-year-old Mantin and 21-year-old Wong Kai just like they did last time out in this competition. Kitchi similarly started Barak Braunstein and Sebastian Budel. It was... Buddle, who had a good chance in the first half for Sandro Cross, fell to the 18-year-old at the back post with just a covering defender Vaz Nunez to beat. But Nunez cleared Buddle's shot off the line. Buddle was again involved later for the cross, from which Kitchi's winning goal eventuated. On the half-hour mark, he knocks the ball into the box. RNF defenders fail to clear it. Sandro has a go at winning it. Braunstein has a go too. And then the holding midfielder, Christian Vadoch, with the look of a man saying, oh, fine, I might as well do it myself, strides into the box, chests the ball past one man, flicks it past another and smashes it into the box. What a great player Badoc is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Hungarians are great. <laughs> as Austrian, we are, we are inclined to say that, of course. The because big Austro-Hungarian empire. You used to be one country. Right. One country, one system. <laughs> and one very good 
Hong Kong Premier League midfielder. It's been almost a year now since Badoch signed for Kichi. And, do you know, they've never lost a match that he started. Well, yeah. <laughs> if, if uh, he's... Kichi haven't lost a match, yeah, since, they, since he signed him. But before that, they actually did lose matches. And they don't... I mean, that's if you exclude the Champions League qualifying defeat to Osan Hyundai because, well, that was on penalty, so... They didn't lose it in 90 minutes or 120 minutes. And that sudden defeat last season, he, he actually started on the bench. Anyway, Valoch scored the goal. Let's little moments of appreciation for how good he is. Uh, he's, he's really been one, an excellent signing and um, someone they're going to rely upon a lot in the Asian Champions League campaign next year, I think. But he would have an interesting remainder of the match against RNF. He had a header saved by RNF keeper Chen Zi Rong and another header over the bar then... In the 77th minute, he was in a tussle and a tumble with an RNF defender in the box. We think it was Leroy. Or I think it was Leroy. Was it Leroy? It was Leroy. I think it was Leroy. Let's say it was Leroy. <laughs> RNF's top scorer for the season so far. The foul was given against the Hungarian. And while he was remonstrating with the linesman about that decision, the ref came over and showed him a red card. It looked like Leroy just rugby tackle Vadoj and then pretended to have been injured himself rolling on the floor and so on and the linesman has just flagged saying there's been a kick or a punch on the RNF player I mean I've only watched the I've only watched it back on on the video but it was genuinely impossible to see how he got a red card anyway Vadoj looked stunned is that is that a fair assessment of what, of what happened there Toby or? yeah probably I, I think it was a very very strange call but anyway that means that Kichi will be without Vadoj in the Senior Shield semi-final. It will roll over into the Senior Shield yeah, semi. In Hong Kong, it will roll over any kind of competition, <laughs> no matter what happens. <laughs> but yeah, that is the next game on the 24th, the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve, as it's also known. Kichi versus Yun Long in the Senior Shield semi-final at the Mongkok Stadium. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but he could be a big miss, although it might not be enough to level the playing field between those two teams. I mean, with this refereeing decision, I mean, that's just the beauty of the Hong Kong Premier League, isn't it? Sometimes you just don't know what happened. You know, like other leagues, they have their video replays, they have cameras from every angle. We've just got like two camera angles and some crazy editor who doesn't necessarily, you know, show all the important bits. And sometimes you just haven't got a clue what happened and you'll never know. Yeah, that's the beauty, right? It's back mystery. in the days. It's very traditional, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it still ended 1-0. Eventful day for Christian Vadoj. Kichi atop of Group B on seven points. And just behind them are Pegasus on six after they beat Rangers 3-0 at Ching Yi. Pegasus coach Yuan Ching Kuang benched Eugene Mboma for this match along with Chan Siu Ki. Hong Kong football legend. Wu Chun Ming started as captain and the young Jordan Lam came in for only his third senior start of the season. Their star manager, Amir, scored one hell of a strike in this match, but we'll get to that in a little while. It was their other star so far of this season, Travis Major, who opened the scoring after just half an hour. Muhammad Awal lofted a nice ball over the top and 19-year-old Rangers defender Chung Sing Lam really should do better. He jumps to try and head it, doesn't make it, and the ball goes to Major, who controls it and slots home for 1-0. There was a bit of a comedy moment, wasn't there, after this for um, Lao Chuk Hin, Pegasus' captain. He's kind of stood over a free kick, and, and he's really stood there. It looks like Cristiano Ronaldo really eyeing up his options and <laughs> striking a power pose. Yeah, I mean, he, he tries to take his free kick, and I guess his standing foot is taken away by his kicking foot or something. And um, yeah, he, he falls over the ball, kind of bobbles off in some random direction that he did not intend it to bobble in. Anyway, not a good 
moment for Lau. With only five minutes left, Amir scored that absolute wonder strike. Best goal I've seen so far in this Hong Kong football season. He's laid off by a wall a yard or two outside the box. And he has a lot of space, but the Brazilian just attacks the ball with some perfect technique and unleashes an unstoppable shot into the top right-hand corner of the Rangers net. An excellent strike, yeah? Yeah, best an excellent strike. Best you've seen so far this season? Maybe, coming close to this, I have to say. Yeah, let's not forget that Leung Nokhan goal, another like, Pegasus player. Yeah, they, and remember the last season's goal of the season was also scored by a Pegasus player, Lilok Yin. Anyway, Amir was instrumental in the third goal, spraying just the latest in a long line of excellent passes. This one from the center circle and into the path of Major, who, with his first touch, slotted it home. Those goals in this game were Major's eighth and ninth goals in all competitions this season, making him the top scorer in all competitions among Hong Kong Premier League clubs. He's having a great season. Yeah, amazing. Who would have thought that, to be honest? Yeah. And I think he didn't even start in each game, at least not as a striker. Mm. That That's also quite impressive. And that means I think he has an amazing minutes-goal ratio. Yeah, I mean, especially as you allude to, if you were to exclude the games where he's been played as a centre-back, uh, then, yeah, it's it's great. And it's really, um, he's really building on this kind of fox-in-the-box attitude, which we don't really have anyone else in the Premier League doing that. And it hasn't really been the case since the likes of, I mean, I guess Giovanni De Silva's become a bit more of a bit-part player for RNF, and not since the days of Juan Carlos Belencozo for Kichi. Have we had someone who's just kind of on the end of things, not really getting as involved as others might Anyway, two goals for him, a goal and an assist for Emir, and two assists for Awal. Those Pegasus frontmen are combining nicely. Is Emir currently, so far this season, is he the player of the season? So far this season, uh, I think he's coming close to this. But I, we have discussed before that at the moment, I think it's very, very hard to figure out a real outstanding player of the season. Also, Kwa Emir was injured for a couple of games. We shouldn't forget that. I mean, he hasn't really played in all the games so far, but... He has made a point by being the crucial person once he is not on the field and Pegasus were a completely different team. So yeah, I think he's coming close to this, but compared to last season, at that point of the year, we had a Komatsev as really this outstanding striker. Yeah, of course, Nikola Komatsev, who was player of the season, by well, named by us, uh, the South China striker who's no longer in Hong Kong. And yeah, you're right. I mean, he'd scored like a goal a game for like the first 10 games or something. And So you don't think that's the case? We don't have that kind of standout yet? I don't think so, but... Maybe it will be different in the next year. Yeah, I hope so, because we've got to award it to someone. <laughs> I mean, of course, you've got, you know, Wang Wai has been great so far. I mean, I think even, you don't seem so keen on him, but Igor Sartori's record for Taipo so far is really good. Obviously, people like Fernando, Vadoch, uh, Huang Yang for Kichi have been great as well. Well, there's certainly a couple of contenders. But yeah, yeah the, the point that I was making is maybe it's not so clear yet. Oh, certainly not. I think it's it's still very much up in the air. Players of Hong Kong, if you want the coveted Hong Kong Football Podcast Player of the Season Award, it's still there. It's still there to win. Yeah, please send your applications to <laughs> podcast at offside.hk. With a cover letter. Yeah, and application fee of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the FA Cup, the, the real FA Cup this time, so you, the senior FA Cup is back. And we've got some details and we'll talk about it in a moment, yeah? Yes, we do. The Hong Kong Football Podcast comes out every Wednesday. You can make sure you never miss our latest show by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Oh, 
Okay, so the FA Cup is back, Toby. You're our Cups expert. Oh, am I? You are, well, you know more than me. So by default, <laughs> you, you take that role. Can you fill me in on the details? Yeah, so the Hong Kong Football Association, they finalized the draw. They also made a quite funny, maybe a mistake on the draft sheet. They call it the Hong Kong Football Association FA Cup. Yeah, they're kind of doubling up on the name there, the FA, FA Cup, if you will. Anyway, let's get to the fixtures. So so first of all, the four semifinalists of last year, they are seeded, meaning they are going to start already in the quarterfinals. Okay, and who, remind me, who are those four teams? These four semifinalists were Kichi, Southern, South China, and Eastern. Now, South China is not here anymore, as you might have noticed. Oh, crying emoji. And that means that, yeah, these are the three semifinalists that have the spot, and the remaining spots in the quarterfinals are given randomly to a draw, and the ones who don't make the cut, they have to play a preliminary round, and the poor teams that have to play this preliminary round are... Drumroll emoji. <laughs> Drumroll emoji. R&F versus Yunlong. They are playing on December 30th at 2.30 in Yunlong Stadium. Ooh. A Yunlong Stadium FA Cup preliminary round. The border derby. And the second preliminary round will be played between Lehman and Dreams on the 31st, a New Year's Eve game at Hong Kong Stadium, 2.30. Yeah, it's funny, after this kind of preliminary round, there's a massive break until the quarterfinals, and they don't actually start up again until April, but the winner of the Lehman Dreams game will play Kichi, and the winner of the RNF Yunlong game will play Sudden. And then... um, the rest of the teams that we haven't named yet are also involved in the quarterfinals, but we don't have to go too deep into that yet. Now, what's very interesting, I think, for the draw is that it is a relatively tough draw for Kichi, I would say, and maybe an easier draw for a team like Salvan and Taipo. It means that Kichi will have to play either against Eastern or Pegasus in order to make it into the final, and Taipo have the quarterfinal against Rangers. That is an interesting point because, of course, Kichi the holders of this trophy, and yeah, I mean... So they're going to play Lee Man or Dreams, and whereas Taipo have to play Rangers, and I know who I'd rather play, and that's Rangers. And then, yeah, if they win that, then they're going to play probably Southern, which again is an easier fixture than Kichi, who'll probably have to face Pegasus. Uh, Taipo, looking at this draw, are the, the luckiest so far in terms of how the cookie has crumbled, although, you know... Given the way things are going for both teams, Pegasus will fancy their chances against Eastern and getting into the semi-finals against probably Kichi. And um, it could be an interesting interesting tournament. A tournament I actually care about, actually. Oh, you do? Well, it's a real tournament, you know. Oh, why? Why, why is it a real tournament? Well, because... The winner gets something? Yeah, and it's the, it's the, <laughs> it is still the primary... You know, you've got the Senior Shield and you've got the FA Cup. They're the primary contests in Hong Kong as well, the Premier League. And then the Sapling Cup, I just think is... I think it's good for the reasons that it exists and it's been offered some interesting moments so far but i just think there's a lot of games for not a lot of uh reward that's my opinion no i agree with that <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's the fa cup and speaking of the senior shield those semi-finals are coming up over the christmas period on as we mentioned on christmas eve kichi will play Long. they will be christian vadochless and they'll still probably win this game, won't they, Toby? Yeah, so this will be an interesting thing, right? Because as you alluded to earlier in this podcast, is that Kichi usually don't lose once Vadoc is on the field. Mm. Meaning now is the now is the time to beat Kichi. Yeah, definitely. But then it's Yunlong who have to take on this task, which makes it maybe a little bit less likely. Sorry to say that. I do believe that Kichi are still the favorites. So yeah, this is at Mong Kok Stadium, 3 p.m. on the 24th of December, if you want some 
festive fun. Take your gloves and your soup, some warming hot liquids, and um, yeah, have some fun. And yeah, I imagine you'll be watching Kitchy beat you long. The next day on Christmas Day, Southern, at the same venue, the Moncock Stadium, will take on Eastern. This game will actually be shown live on the usual channels on .cc, the HKPL's YouTube channel. And I'm actually going to be in the UK over Christmas, so I'll... Um, so you're watching it on I the might street. watch on Christmas Day, yeah, I'm sure. My family will love, will love that. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter, right? You get up at 6. Yeah, it's 3 It's three p.m., so yeah. Right. It's, it's nice. Good way to start the day. Right. This could be an interesting game, couldn't it? Southern things are a little... Not going so well for them at the moment. Yeah, they really seem to be in a kind of a mini crisis. And I mean, they have been suffering quite a lot of injuries recently. That certainly played a role. Then they had a few key players suspended. But yeah, I think it's not so different from the situation Easton is in at the moment. Meaning they're really at a point where they have to prove themselves. And that might be the game for both of these teams. So that's, that's actually the game that I'm really looking forward to over the Christmas period. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, in all competitions, they're five games without a win. Which, given the, you know, at the start of the season, we thought they were probably the third, maybe even second best team in Hong Kong. Not great. Uh, you know, it started relatively well. It started okay. And then, yeah, they've really dropped off. Just, you know, they had suspensions in the last game for the pe- people like Marcos de la Spada, Michael Locke, and yeah, injuries to people like Carlos Martinez. But yeah, they, they really should be doing a lot better than they currently are. Yeah, this could be a big one for them. It could be a, a real way of um, saving their season. In fact, their last win was in this competition in a quarterfinal against Lee Man, which they won 2-0 back in 22nd of October, so a while ago now. Do you think they will pull it around or do you think that Eastern will take this one? Well, if I would have to make a call, I would beg Eastern for this one. Really? Why? Yeah, just because it's Eastern. I don't know. I feel that they maybe have at the moment the the better strikers at their disposal with Blader and Coco has actually also had an okay season so far mm. and it needs to work out for them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying like at some point it just has to get good. Maybe you're right. And yeah, I mean, they weren't amazing last time out against Lee Man and nil-nil draw. But yeah, I, I mean, I can go along with that. But I think it's a massive game for both teams. You know, they really could um, salvage something. You know, if they can get into a senior shield final, you're only one game away from a trophy and then well, there you go. This is actually a rerun, of course, of the 2016 final. Yeah, the 2016 final of the 2015-2016 season. Yeah, yeah. which um, Eastern won 2-0, if I remember rightly. Mm. On the coldest day in Hong Kong in history. Yeah, well, was it really? <laughs> I think so. I think I we've discussed this in the past. Yeah, I, I do believe it. Of course, something we will be watching out for this winter is what Eastern are going to do on the transfer market. There is the suspicion that they might be interested in getting Kilama back. His contract is now finished with Tianjin Zhenzhen and he might be an option. I think he's definitely they've got to, it's got to be worth having him even even if you just wanted him as a third option, a centre-back. But yeah I mean I haven't actually seen much of him in, in China League 1 or well in the reserves that he's been playing for but you know his, his performances for Hong Kong national team for about 18 months now haven't been great. However he is you know, experienced in the Hong Kong Premier League. He was good before he left. So I think he'd definitely be a good sign if they could get him. Okay, so <laughs> do you need to go to the airport right now? Yeah, I'm going right now, Toby. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, speaking of which, we're going to be away for... Well, I'm going to be away for a couple of weeks. And I imagine you're going to be doing some Christmas updates for listeners. It won't be won't be a full podcast. Right, I might have some guests. So I'm, I'm holding the position here when you are... Away, and I'm gonna yeah. take the, the the host's throne. Yeah, finally, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this all 
all these 60 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I will keep you up to date, listeners, give you the latest about the Senior Shield, then the upcoming Guangdong Hong Kong Cup. And yeah, have some new perspectives from surprise guests. Surprise guests. I can't mm. wait. I'll be listening. Oh, and, thank you. <laughs> and so should you. And the best way, of course, to keep up with what's going on at the Hong Kong Football Podcast is to follow us on Instagram. It's not hard to find. It's just Hong Kong Football Podcast for all the latest information and musings and pictures from our trips to football matches and, I guess, links to our regular podcast. Until then, listeners, have a fun Christmas Eve and Christmas Day watching the football. I hope your team wins. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Like Hong Kong. That's a place for you.